listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tinia koutou katoa, it's Tuesday the 3rd of August. You are listening to Recap. On the show today, there's a potential merger on the horizon between two of Australia's largest energy companies. A Royal Commission into a casino run by Crown Resorts in Australia. Here's closing submissions. And the company behind Michael Kors, Versace and Jimmy Choo releases its latest earnings. I'm Joe Saberbosa. I am a content producer at Sharesies. And I'm Alice Roundtree. I'm a financial analyst also at Sharesies. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so that you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes. And as mentioned, we broadcast from Sharesies, a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get going, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk, you aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. Speak to a licensed financial advice provider for advice specific to your financial situation. Oh, Alice, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're back. I was a wreck. I know. You actually um, said the wrong date. I know. I said it was. I did. I did. I said it was the first of August at the start, and then said it was the second of August, which it really was at the end. I was a mess. I'm just so glad you're back and I'm glad you're well. Thank you. Yeah, no, feeling better. Um, yeah, I mean, we almost need a little segment for Jose's public apologies. I know, I'm, I'm coming up with the stings right now, the intros and outros, <laughs> we do. Um, but welcome back, glad you're here, but let's get into it. What's been happening? Uh, so yesterday on the podcast, you talked about a big deal that was announced uh, with Afterpay. We did, we I did. I was pretty gutted not to be here to chat about it because you know me, I do like talking about corporate transactions. I knew you were gutted. I bet you were listening to the podcast, but just I, absolutely fists shaking in bed. Yeah, yeah, but Luckily for me, um, it wasn't the only big deal in the news in Australia yesterday. Oh, really? What else happened? So there's another potential deal on the horizon. This time it's between two of Australia's biggest energy companies, Santos and Oil Search, both of which are listed on the ASX. Okay, so what's going on there? Now this goes back to the 20th of July when the companies announced that they... um, had a potential merger on the horizon. Now, Santos had made an offer to Oil Search to merge the companies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santos offered Oil Search shareholders 0.589 Santos shares per share of Oil Search that they held. Right. Are you with me? Yeah, I've got that. I yeah. can follow that. A few yeah. decimals in there. There is. Um, now, both companies said that they saw the strategic logic in merging the two companies together. But Oil Search initially said that the offer wasn't high enough for them. <gasps> I wish I had like a dum dum sting. But they they did give an update um, yesterday. They did. So yesterday, the two companies came out to say that they've reached an agreement with the terms of the proposed merger. So Santos upped their offer. Uh, they said that Oil Search shareholders would receive 0.6275 Santos shares for right. each Oil Search share, so a bit higher than that initial offer. A bit, yes. Now, if the deal goes ahead, 
oil search shareholders would own 38.5% of the merged company and Santos shareholders would own 61.5% of that combined company. Right, so this is all done and dusted then? No, not quite. So at the moment, the companies have entered into what they call a period of due diligence. That's basically a fancy way of saying they're going away, they're getting access to each other's company information and they're doing their homework to see if they want to go ahead and, and do the merger. Right. Now, if they do decide that they want to, they still have to get some approvals ticked off, one being oil search shareholders and another from regulators. Um, right. So what does that mean for investors though? Well, it means that if you own shares in either of those two companies, if the deal goes ahead, then you'd own shares in the combined company. So specifically, if you own oil search shares and the deal goes ahead, you'd receive Santos shares. Mm. Now, the company said that the combined company would have a value of around 21 billion Australian dollars, and it would put it in the top 20 ASX-listed companies and in the 20 largest global oil and gas companies. That is, that's uh, that's major. That's a major thing. Yeah, and the, Santos's CEO said that the potential merger uh, would create an unrivaled region champion, regional champion of size and scale um, in the oil and gas space. I like how the, the the CEO referred to it as a regional champion, like they're on top town or something like that. That's, that's, that's quite nice. It's relatable. <laughs> but um, now there was more than just mergers and acquisitions in the Australian news, wasn't there, Jose? Uh, yes, there sure was. Oh, my Lord, yes. There's been a lot of news around uh, the regulation of casinos in Australia in the last couple of years. It's, a, as you'd imagine, a billion-dollar industry and the largest entity in this is the publicly listed Crown Resorts. Um, now, they own casinos all over the show and they've got a nearly $9 billion valuation. And uh, this is part of, partly the reason why I'm interested in the story. The largest shareholder is none other than James Packer. I'm sorry, but I don't actually know who James Packer is. Can that, you please enlighten me? That's totally cool. I'd be happy to enlighten you. He is an Australian billionaire, but he's probably more famous for being the son of the late Kerry Packer. Now, the elder Packer just... Was, is one of those sort of classic Ocker moguls. He was a, a media tycoon, kind of in the vein of Rupert Murdoch. And the Packers are um, one of those famous elite Australian families like the Reinhardts. Okay, so what has been happening with Crown? Well, Crown Resorts is currently the focus of a Royal Commission inquiry, or more specifically, it's um, Melbourne Casino is the focus. And what's been investigated is allegations on a number of, number of fronts. So there... Um, they're alleged to be involved uh, in money laundering. That is that they, they sort of allowed money laundering to go through the, the casino floor to hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, it's argued that they failed in their duty of care to problem gamblers. To that effect, they were pushing people to spend more, kind of uh, predatory behaviour on the floor. Uh, they It's alleged they illegally facilitated credit card payments for international guests in exchange for uh, casino chips. And it's also alleged that they cheated on state taxes to the tune of four hundred and seventy-four million New Zealand dollars. Right. So that's some. Those are some pretty serious allegations yep. here. Uh, but why are they in the news today? Well, there's sort of two main things. So firstly, there's going to be a new gambling watchdog in Victoria, which will have a division that will solely be concerned with monitoring Crown South. Bank complex okay. in uh, Melbourne. That's uh, a big complex that they're pumping a lot of money into. Uh, it's, I think it's something like $2 billion and uh, a small part of it's already been built. But uh, 
and this comes as part of a reform of the main gambling regulator. The other news is that um, the chief executive, uh, Xavier Walsh, will step down from his role in two weeks' time and then he'll uh, leave the company altogether in December. Right, but dramatic. What mm. has led to that departure? Well, Crown hasn't specifically laid out the reasons why, but last month uh, the Council for the Commission argued that Walsh wasn't suitable to lead uh, reform of the company. Right, and so how has Crown responded to all of this? Right, well, so the Commission's job is to make recommendations, including whether Crown Melbourne should keep its licence. Uh, Crown is arguing that it should hang on to it. Uh, now, Crown's conceded several allegations during the course of the Commission's inquiry, but says that all that all that stuff we talked about earlier was part of the old Crown. Their QC speaking in front of the Commission today with their closing submissions said, quote, that Crown's misconduct and failings arose in large part from initiatives conceived of and pursued in an old culture, and that the new leadership of Crown has been working hard and is committed to continu- continuing to work hard to reform, end quote. And do we know when we'll find out what the Commission thinks should happen here? Well, we'll um, what will happen is the Commission is due to release its recommendations in October and then the Victorian Government will decide if and how it will act on any recommendations from there. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, Jose. No problem. Now I've got some news from over in the US. Any guesses <laughs> on what it's going to be about? Um, well, I, seen, I feel like we've seen about a, a million billion earnings uh, reports come out over the recent weeks, so I Guess it would be that we're gonna. It's gonna yep. be some earnings reports. Correct. Yeah, excellent, and that's yeah. exciting, man. There's some good stuff coming out of there. Yeah. Well, today uh, the re- uh, I've got some results. These were released on Friday in the US, so Saturday New Zealand time, and right. it's from a company called Capri Holdings. Oh, who, who? I thought Capri was somewhere in Italy. Yeah, well, you, you're right, but this company, it's the parent company of Michael Kors, Versace and Jimmy Choo. Okay, so it's probably worth talking about what all those brands do, what all those companies do. Well, they just sell luxury goods, you know, your handbags, Michael Kors handbags, Jimmy Choo shoes, Versace, the, the fashion label. Yeah, all the all the essentials of life, basically. <laughs> the essentials, if you have the money to spend on the, those goods, they're called luxury for a reason. That's a very good qualifier. Now, the results released were their quarterly results covering the period April to June. That's the first quarter of their financial year. Right, and how did they go? They reported revenue for the quarter of one point two five US billion, uh, sorry, billion US dollars. That's up one hundred and seventy eight percent from this time last year. <sighs> now, Capri said that this is due to strong performance across all three luxury brands, and they reported earnings of two hundred nineteen million dollars, which was compared to a loss of one hundred eighty million dollars this time last year. Right, right. Um, and what did Capri say about these results? The CEO said that they were pleased with their first quarter results. Uh, All three brands exceeded their revenue and earnings expectations for the quarter. And as a result, they have raised their adjusted earnings per share outlook to $4.50 per share. Now that's up from the previous guidance that they gave in June, which um, in which they said they expected it to be around $3.80 to $3.90 per share. Right, thank you so much for that, Alice. It's all good. Appreciate it. And you know what? That was Tuesday, the 3rd of August. You've been listening to Recap, and thank you so much for doing so. Now, if you're enjoying what you hear, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. We certainly will. Matiwa, see you then. See you then.